This is the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon. What's up, y'all? It's your boy back once again. Rel Simon. This is the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon. Episode 24. No Strings with Snap and EBT, aka food stamps, which is the old word for it. Food stamps, Snap and EBT. Of course, this podcast is available on all platforms, all the major platforms, wherever you listen, on the new Spotify for Podcasters or SFP. And remember to subscribe or follow the podcast on your preferred platform. So let's get into this episode here. Um, I subscribe to the New York Times. Um, I get emails, morning briefs. And um, one hit my email inbox on March 17th with the subject of Going Hungry in America and an article that I'll read and react to shortly after um after i do the ad break <clears throat> but i wanted to talk about this since this is something that i haven't talked about yet and i also have a personal connection to having food stamps um if you're listening right now maybe you are currently on you know government assistance snap um or maybe on uh, WIC or uh, you know TANF or any other type of subsidy or program and just as as important as it was before the pandemic, before the pandemic and before inflation, um, it's now important more than ever. But the problem is it's a downward trend where inflation is still at its same level or going up and food stamp benefits are um, going down. So for those of you who don't know what food stamp SNAP is and never had it, never got it, um, from wikipedia this is the definition um in the united states the supplemental nutrition assistance program formerly known as the food stamp program is a federal program that provides food purchasing assistance for low and no income people so basically if you're uh, under the poverty line poverty line you're not making enough money or not making enough money in the household or if you are on unemployment for a certain amount of time um you know you you can possibly qualify for SNAP or food stamps. Um, and most of the ways that you receive this money now is through a, a debit card. Um, I know in DC it's like capital access, the blue card, and I know I may differ in different states. But per Wikipedia, an EBT card is um, an electronic benefit transfer is an electronic system that allows state welfare departments to issue benefits via a, a magnetically encoded payment card issued in the United States. It reached nationwide operations in 2004. SNAP benefits and funds are issued onto EBT cards that function like debit cards. Um, and here in DC, you know, you can apply and there are certain spots around the city where you can um, pick up your card and activate it and use it. And again, you you fall, you have to fall under a certain um, threshold. Now per the, the, the DC Department of Human Services website, um, you are allowed to use the benefits at most supermarkets, 
certain retailers where they allow it and certain retailers where, where they allow it. So most supermarkets, you know, uh, anywhere around, you know, Giant, uh, Whole Foods, Safeway, Shoppers, Aldi, Lidl. Um, and there's some others, you know, Food Lion, Weiss, you know, wh- wh- you know, whatever's in this in this area, but also, you know, nationwide, wherever it is, it constitutes as a grocery store. Walmart, um, I think uh, maybe I think Walmart, um, Target, I'm not sure. Probably not. I don't know, but I think Walmart, I think. And then I'm um, certain retailers. So I think like maybe certain 7-Elevens, um, you know, like some carryouts, convenience stores, farmers markets. And so there's some variety in which you can use the benefits. And I'm also looking at the website on uh, dhs.dc.gov, um, just a, a table, um, which represents the maximum SNAP monthly allotment, allotment by household size. So these allotment levels are set by the federal government and are subject to change each October 1st. SNAP households may receive less than the maximum monthly allotment. Um, that's a quote from the uh, dhs.dc.gov website. And just to sort of read the... Um, household size from one to four and a maximum monthly allotment so if you're a household of one you get a maximum allotment of 281 dollars household size of two 516 dollars household size of three 740 dollars household size of four 939 dollars um and that will likely change this october 1st um, and as I get into the article, you know, it, it, there's likely going to be some changes on the horizon. So I want to, you know, ask you all, you know, do you think this amount is reasonable for the entire month? You know, let's say um, two parents and they have one child. Again, the maximum allotment is seven hundred forty dollars. If you fall below that threshold, you know, think about how much money you may spend in groceries every uh, let's say a little carry out here or whatever little convenience stores every month. I know for me, let's say if I was in, in poverty, uh, the maximum monthly allotment of $281. Um, I think on average, I probably spend about $500 to maybe $550 a month on groceries. Um, I would, one, have to, of course, like change where I shop, change the grocery store where I shop. Um, but it's, I mean, it's low. You know, it's pretty much low. Uh, $281 for, for a person of one. I mean, that's that's about realistically let's say about two 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 and a half weeks um you know shouldn't be one and a half it's probably about two 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 weeks and then the rest of the month you know you'd have to figure out or hopefully you have enough money in your budget if you're if you're on low income to be able to foot the bill for the rest um so again it's, it's so specific to each uh each person and um you, you know any assistance is, is, is good assistance but like I said, keep in mind that th- these numbers will increase or decrease come October 1st. And that maximum allotment, not everyone is receiving that maximum allotment. So not everyone living on their own will receive that 281. Not every family of four will receive that 939. It, it'll, it all depends on your income and everything like that. So, um, you know, and, and, and I'm not suggesting the government subsidize a month's worth of groceries for a household. Um, the government is already in debt as it is. But part of it is, of course, doing what you can do to manage and survive given a different climate or given the current climate that we're in. So that was just like a brief 
intro, if you will, into like the whole program and what, uh, at least in the, you know, the DC region, um, provides as a sample guidelines. You know, I encourage you to check your own, um, local government, state government, the city to see what is allotted out for you. Um, if you fall under these programs, so I'm gonna take that ad break. And then when I come back, I'm going to read and react to this article that I saw on my, um, on my email blast. And then even dive into a little bit of a personal view about food stamps. Cause man, like I, I remember those days. <laughs> Do I remember those days? All right. I'll be back. Okay. Welcome back. Episode 24. No strings with snap and EBT, AKA food stamps. So this article, uh, New York Times posted by German Lopez or German Lopez. I may be getting that wrong. So uh, excuse me for that, but I'll um, read not through the entire article, but I'll breeze through some of the points and sort of read and react. But here's article is titled Good Morning. America's neediest are dealing with food stamp cuts and rising prices at the same time. He quotes it as a, a quote-unquote hunger cliff. Um, earlier this year, millions, millions of Americans got a notice. Your food budget is about to be cut, potentially by hundreds of dollars a month. Here are some tips on how you can manage you can't appeal. The notices signal the coming end of a federal increase in food stamps that started in the early days of the pandemic when unemployment spiked and lawmakers feared that hunger would too. The cuts come at a particularly bad time for low-income Americans. Grocery prices increased 10% over the past year, according to data released this week. It amounts to a one-two punch. The country's neediest have less aid to pay for food as it's getting more expensive. So I'll stop there for a second, sort of read and react. We know how inflation is. We know this price about uh, milk, dairy, eggs, um, cereal, cheese, certain meats, seafoods. We know that everything, everything, everything is just expensive. And so, you know, when you're, when you're living and especially when you have kids, you you know, you have more mouths to feed, more needs and more necessities. And that food budget being cut, meaning as though you're going to have to make some decisions in terms of how much money you spend each month because of, because of the rising prices. You know, if you're relying solely on food stamps for an entire month, you're going to have to severely cut and watch what you eat. And unfortunately for some people, that results in missed meals. Maybe you may eat lunch and dinner, no breakfast. You may eat breakfast and lunch, no dinner. You know, for some people, it's it's a it's a real reality out there. And so it's hard because, it, you know, what can you do? You know, the power of the dollar. How powerful is the dollar? Whether it's government subsidized, whether it's earned income, how powerful is the dollar versus... Um, the price of goods and services. So the article continues, the stress on family food budgets represents a tangible example of how a recent rise in the nation's poverty rate is affecting people's lives. The poverty rate fell sharply in 2021 to 7.8% by one measure from 11.8% in 2019, thanks mostly to economic relief laws that Congress passed in response to COVID. But Congress has let many provisions expire and the poverty rate rose in 2022 as a result. Um, let's stop again. So, yes, 2020, the world was shut down. 
um, probably weren't spending that much, or maybe you were doing a lot of online services or what have you. But um, the Fed, the government stepped in a lot for for aid for through stimulus checks and um, increasing the uh, SNAP benefits. And um, you know, a lot of those programs now that we're sort of slowly coming back to normal life, a lot of those programs are either lapsing or um, were 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 planned to end at this point. Um, now that the economy is sort of stabilizing and the world hasn't like gone like totally to shit um now that we survived covid for those of us who have who did survive covid um the next section of the article is called emergencies end we already have a glimpse of how food stamps cut food stamp cuts will play out this month's cuts ended the expanded benefits in 32 states that still had them but 18 states had already revoked the extra benefits in those 18 states, food insecurity, which measures insufficient access to food, rose more quickly than in states that kept the benefits. Researchers at Northwestern University and the Jane Family Institute found. And you can kind of define food insecurity as when's my next meal? Or uh, when is the next time I'll, I'll have money? What's the gap of time in between? I'll have money to pay for groceries um, to eat. Um, so, you know, or food insecurity in terms of a food a food desert not having a stable stable place within um let's say like a one two three four five mile radius um as we see in plenty plenty places uh i'm thinking of memphis in particular um you can even think of parts of like uh in dc like southeast certain parts where um you got to travel a little bit get on a bus get on a train a little bit to go go get some groceries um a lot of food deserts out here in in united states and there are some people who can't get on a bus or can't um they don't have a car to travel to drive all the way because uh, pretty much if you do have a far way to go you want to go get a lot of stuff and then come back so you don't have to keep going in, in between every week and, and all of that um but again you can't just go on the shopping spree because you're on you're limited to what what you have in terms of benefits um so the article i mean they they also have some charts um from Ashley Wu that shows the trend in four states that cut food stamps um, earlier, as in way earlier. Um, they, they highlight Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, and Nebraska. Um, average households each month that sometimes or often do not have enough to eat. And so um, the uh, the vertical curve, forget my Y axis. I'm not even gonna say that, I'm just say vertical horizontal. The vertical curve is the percentage of households and the uh, horizontal curve horizontal bar as a uh, the month so like let's take Arkansas for example their snap emergency benefits ended around July of um 2021 in terms of the emergency benefits and so you fast forward to July 2022 and um, at the at that point in 2021 they were at about let's it looks like about 11 or 12 percent of households who didn't who didn't have enough uh to eat and that was July 2021, and you fast forward to July 2022, and that is almost at um at about 17%. Um, the graphs spike upward for Florida and Idaho along the same time frame. Um, Nebraska they went from about eight percent no nine percent of households in July 2021, which is when their SNAP emergency benefits ended in July 2021. July 2022 um after a spike in january 2022 up to about um 14 
they've kind of plateaued back down to the nine percent um on this graph in nebraska so it's state to state um average households each month that sometimes or often do not have enough to eat and you know again what is enough to eat enough to satisfy i, I would i would define it as being able to have enough meals for yourself for breakfast lunch and dinner for each member of your of your household so um continuing on with the article the situation could get worse when many of these those 18 states cut benefits food prices were rising less quickly than they have been more recently the government adjusts food stamps for inflation but only once a year in october so if prices keep rising quickly the real value of food stamps will fall behind for the next several months okay let's pause there and again so the, the program uh the, you know the government they they analyze and they they determine a food stamp uh allotment every year around october and so it, it, it's hard you know what, what will they do you know will they will they allow more benefits but we've been told they're going to decrease benefits but food prices keep rising so it's almost like they're at a standstill um the further down in the article um a section titled return to normal ultimately the food stamp cuts will probably push more people potentially millions more into poverty said megan Coran of the center of poverty and social policy at columbia university the increase will largely erase what remains of recent years progress on the issue i also touch on poverty a little bit in a second and that's pretty much that article um again um through my email blast new york times the morning um all everything i said over the past few minutes credit to german lopez and also the um all of the other data that i read off um, all credit to those sources so Let's get into a personal view. So when I was younger, you know, I primarily lived in a household with an older lady who received benefits. Um, she didn't work. We received welfare. Um, Josefina Martinez, or I used to call her Lola, um, you know, rest in peace to her. Um, you know, she helped raise me and um, we didn't have much. You know, I remember shotgun shoes and living in the basement and having to hang the groceries on the pipes uh so that the, the mice wouldn't nibble on them and whatever and i remember how the food stamp bills used to look we, we, we used to get food stamps and we you know i remember the card i remember lola's card like i remember that <laughs> but i remember before that we used to have the bills and them things used to look like monop monopoly money those quote department of agriculture food coupons i remember those things like you know the the dollar the one dollar value of the bill was brown the five was blue the 10 was green. The 20, I think, was blue as well. Looking like Monopoly money. You in a grocery store, Monopoly money. You know, um, and I also can't remember, but we used to always go to this blue building like once a month in DC to get like rations, like a box of like farina and um, powdered milk. Um, that government cheese that you talk about, that was in there too. And who knows what was in that government cheese, but yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> um and i like I, I said i do remember the blue capital access ebt card and i was sometimes <laughs> because depending on the situation you'd get a food allotment but you also get like an atm withdrawal allotment and i remember some of those times sorry lola i used to man take out some of that cash and go right to gamestop and buy some games like a dummy <laughs> but i do remember the nights of where it was just oodles and noodles and hot dogs for dinner 
Um, but there were some nights, you know, with uh, adobo and this and that and fried chicken and um, um, also um, pot of rice on the stove all the way. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it was the most nutritious way to live. I just didn't have the education about, you know, like uh, fruits and vegetables. And I wish I had the, the knowledge back then, uh, back then that I do have now. And, um, you know, home cooked meals. Uh, being better and more cost effective than going out to the curry out for those wings and those dollar twenty five box of fries and mumble sauce and chips and sodas from the convenience store all the time and you know and I you know I, I had uh, a village like I had more supportive people you know raised me and I wasn't always eating all that type of stuff but during my main time this uh, this was the person that I was with um, when I was when I was younger um, but I you know uh, you know thankfully thanks to her and you know my family and everyone else you know I was able to survive per se um and i'm not i mean i'm not on food stamps or anything like that anymore i uh <laughs> make a decent income i guess but um yeah i don't know I mean, you know it, it, it's tough because like you, you sometimes you got to choose because I, I mean i didn't really have like the biggest fashion like i had some clothes but that was pretty you know pretty much it and um you know like that's what some people are dealing with right now you know some kids may be getting teased at school because they oh oh you wore that yesterday uh, you wore that early on Friday. Oh man, you you whatever, whatever. But you you know you never know what people are going through in their own households. It's tough out here, cause who's thinking about clothes when like you gotta you gotta eat right. So you know there are just a lot of families who are barely hanging on, and a reduction of benefits, uh, you know, literally can make this a life or death, pick or choose type of situation. Um, you know, millions must choose between the next bill or the next meal. You know, a lot of these impoverished neighborhoods, it's, it's, it's just it's just rough out here, man. Um, and according to CNBC data, 37.9 million Americans are currently living in poverty. So this counts for 11.6% of the total population. What that means is roughly one in 10 people in America. That's one in 10 people who are living in poverty in America, you know? So when you're on that train, when you're on the bus, when you're waiting in line somewhere for something, you know, you line up 10 people. I'm not saying all 10 of those people will be in poverty, but on average, you know, one person out of that 10, I've got a group of 10 is uh, under, the, under the poverty line, not making enough for what it is, is, is deemed to be uh, a sizable income to be part of like the, the, the middle class. But even, you know, you watch all the stuff now and you read all this news now and like the middle class is starting to be shrunk out. I mean, it's like you're either going to be poor or you're going to be rich out here. It's, it's nuts. Um, you know, and, and even if you line up those 10 people, you know, that one of that lineup, they may be below the poverty line. They may or not may not be receiving SNAP benefits because they may be just enough a threshold where they may not be eligible for SNAP benefits, but still struggling all the same. So that's for one thing for me, like. That's why I stress the fact that, you know, like these materialistic items, they are worth nothing, nothing. When you have no home to enjoy them in. Or the jacket that's on your back, that jacket on your back can't hide your growling stomach or that hoodie or whatever you put in that shirt you got on, that Gucci, that Balmain. Nothing. It can't hide your growling stomach. So, you know, if you're low income, High income, I don't care. You know, try your best to save for an emergency. Um, budget, you got a budget. You know, keep your four walls like they always say. Your four walls, man. Keep your four walls up. 
but have that emergency fund to draw from when you need a, a boost in funds to go alongside that SNAP benefits um, to keep a well-stocked pantry. And also, if you're able, you know, do that DoorDash or Lyft. You know, if you're able to drive a little bit and you um, got a, uh, a car that's, you know, eligible, you know, for DoorDash and Lyft standards, you know, that's a nice way to make some extra side money. Um, just, you know, just y'all survive and grind one day at a time to make it um, to make it out of poverty for good. Um, you know, America will always be a systemic nation built on class and race. But do all of your power to buck the trend and try to live a successful life. Um, you know, because the government, they can only give out so much. They can only give out so much in, in, in SNAP and EBT and food stamps on that on that spectrum. And then, of course, like when I just talked about in my previous episode about retirement, I mean, Social Security, you know, you're not getting much out of Social Security to survive, to live a, a, a decent life. Um, and with benefits being being cut um, that were boosted because of COVID and, you know, with the monthly allotments made are, are poised to be shrinking in certain um, areas. You know, you got to rely on other sources of income and, you you know, you got to save money and really think about really prioritize uh your your needs versus your wants um but you know all in all it's a terrible situation i mean you know we're one of the most powerful nations in the world and you know um you can kind of sometimes consider it as like a first world problem because you got people in third world countries that don't even have access to like pure running water or like a decent uh home let alone snap benefits that's not even what they're thinking about you know you know and this and this is just unfortunate um, you know, and it's an issue that, that we can't sweep under the rug, you know, um, we should always do, we should always do what we can within our, our churches, our food banks and our community centers. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Um, you know, and I got to try to see what I can do this week as well, but I, you know, I implore you, you know, if you're able, you know, donate what you can, um, monetary donations food donations or even volunteering your time being able to help out people um, in those different ways and also typed in my notes uh, just a few uh dc area centers where you you may want to consider to um donate donate some some money or food or volunteer your time um you know so that these food banks can be stocked um to be able to help these people that are that are in need that are under SNAP and EBT benefits. Um, so, you know, when you get a chance and also be kind, rewind. Um, maybe you want to contact the Capital Area Food Bank, the DC Central Kitchen, so others might eat, Central Union Mission Food Bank, Emory Beacon of Light, Israel Metropolitan CME Church. Gotta shout out my church because they be, you know, they be doing some stuff too. Bread for the City. And United Planning Organization and Fresh Farm Markets of Washington, D.C. Just a few local uh, D.C. based spots where you may want to um, check out and try to donate some of your time or your food or whatever to. And then nationally, um, you know, we have Feeding America, No Kid Hungry. And even the Houston, Houston Food Bank is uh, one of the more popular food banks. So there are food banks nationally. You know, if you want to uh, donate to the cause locally or nationally, um, th those are a wealth of options for you right there. So be kind, rewind. Um, 
if there's one you may have missed that I, that I talked about. So that's all I got for this podcast, you know, in closing, you know, just thinking about the situation, you know, when it comes down to finances, you know, so much of what we receive, so much of what we're given. Um, and then again, a lot of people are in poverty. A lot of people have been receiving benefits for a long time. Um, you know, some people really need help and really appreciate the help. Some people are going to stay in that system and stay impoverished. And I, you know, I'm asking, you know, I ain't saying you got to watch out for them. Like you can't, we can't help everybody, but you know, it's, it's always an issue, uh, food insecurity, um, especially for the little ones, the kids that haven't, don't have developed brain, developed brains, and they're not the ones working and they're not you know, responsible for their own food. Their parents are supposed to be responsible, but we got to look out for the kids out here because a lot of them are going like the title, like the title says on my email blast, you know, going hungry in America, food insecurity is, is, is tough. Um, you know, I'm thankful and blessed to be able to, you know, have funds to be able to go to grocery shop and what have you. But I do know that part of, uh, my financial journey I'm on is being able to try and give back. So I implore you all to definitely do the same, do what you can. It's tough out here with this inflation, but just do what you can. So that's all I got for this episode, y'all. Episode 24, No Strings with Snap and EBT, a.k.a. Food Stamps, a.k.a. the Monopoly bills that I do remember that I used to have to go with Lola to the store and use them things. So I know I know about them, but <laughs> um, I touched on a lot. Again, be kind, rewind. Um, again, this podcast is on all platforms. My socials, I'm at Rel Simon, R-E-L-R-E-L-L-S-I-M-O-N on TikTok. And on um, Instagram, kicks on canvas underscore artistry. Um, and I, I think I'll do a companion piece, a video companion on my YouTube channel, No Strings Podcast with Rel, with Rel Simon YouTube channel. So that's all I got for this episode as I creep closely to episode 25. But thank you all for listening. And um, hope you have a good day. And I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon.